Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. 2016. Our call-in number is 646. 646- 200-4169, press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Welcome, dear heart, and welcome, everybody. We're honored that you're with us today. and We happen to be out in the car at this point in St. Louis, Missouri, with Adeline in the background. Adeline, you want to say hello? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Uh, some of you remember the first time we had her on the show when she was probably about two days old and was in the background making some little noises, but now she's going to be silent. She's been talking all morning, but anyway, Addie's four and a half now. So we're getting some grandbaby time in, which is awesome, and this afternoon we'll get to see Krista, so we'll get some daughter time as well. And we're delighted that you're here to share with us this conversation about first century Aramaic forgiveness and understanding exactly how this body-mind unit uh, called the body works and its place in this universe of energy and understanding beyond the intellect just who we are and how we operate and in particular how to move out of the insane dynamics that have come to be such a a prevalent energy on our planet and we have a a little different definition in the world for insane. And that is, well, first of all, if you hold a newborn child, you get to know exactly what human life is. It is the pure presence of love. And when there's no human life operating, that is hostility or fear is active, we are insane. And so the idea of this work is to restore us to sanity, restore us to our human lives so that we really truly function as this awesome presence of love that we're designed to function as. And so we're glad that you're with us and that understanding and the tools for achieving that result. The number one tool being the tool of forgiveness and that tool having nothing to do with I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me, but rather how I and remove my hostility or fear so that I can truly function as this present love that I'm designed to be. Just to understand is a thing called the file folder effect. And the file folder effect basically says 
that when two files, so to speak, fire together in the mind, those two files wire together. They become linked. And I always use the example of, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire through resonance two files that you never linked before. And I'm going to do that with words. If you keep listening to the phone, you're not going to have a choice or to the show. You're not going to have a choice but to have these two files wired together. And unless you've heard me use And so I invite you for a moment not to think about a purple alligator. <clears throat> now, I know you have brain cells for purple, brain cells for the word alligator. But those two files have probably never been wired together before. Now they're linked. Now they're connected. And when you recognize how that file folder effect works, it has a profound, profound influence on everything that happens in our lives. And the reason that influence is so profound is because our minds are run by this law of resonance, this law of energy exchange. And when it comes to forgiveness, you know, we finished off a conversation yesterday with Michelle and she was looking for, well, what worksheets do I do? There's an old model on the planet of you lay on the couch for years and years and years and you tell all your sad tales of woe and you look for the deep, dark, dirty thing in your past that happened and then you get over it. Well, that's not exactly the thrust of this work. This work is a spiritual orientation, comes out of the first century Aramaic, so it has nothing to do with that model that says if you just do a deep, dark search, you'll find the problem and it'll be over. Rather, the invitation is to live as the presence of love. And when you live as the presence of love, and as you walk through your life, something shows up that resonates that which is less than love in you, that is your opportunity to learn forgiveness. Remembering that the word forgive means remove. It doesn't mean let somebody else off the hook for what's happening inside of me. That's not forgiveness. That's pardoning. If you, know, if you and I interact and you bring up rage in me, my rage belongs to me because it's in me. It's, I'm feeling it. It's mine. And if I forgive you for that, I do nothing to impact my rage, but I may choose to pardon you for a behavior you've done. Maybe your behavior was you know, off the wall and never should have happened. So I may choose to pardon you for that, but that's got nothing to do with forgiveness. That's the act of pardoning. But if you and I interact and you bring up what you do brings up rage in me, forgiveness is the tool that I apply to remove my rage from my mind. And the key in the whole process is recognizing that each time there is some sort of hostility or fear moving in me, that hostility or fear belongs to me, and it's my opportunity to remove that hostility or fear. Again, the word forgive means remove. So when I recognize that it's about removal, and Jeannie, if you're on the show, I'm going to uh, turn the show over to you because I think I've got somebody who's asking me a question here. And let me just take one second. I'll be right back. Hey, how are you? All right. Well, I just talked to so, uh, I'm here. Let me mute Michael. While he was still on. So we welcome you. And uh, I was trying to, we, it's taking us a little bit to get hang on central time. So we were out running around with Addie and we were still thinking one o'clock instead of 12 o'clock because now we're in central time. 
So it's we apologize for the house, and so Addie and I have just gotten in and turned. Uh, Michael is getting turned around. He'll be in with us here in just a minute. Confusing here. So while I'm waiting, um, the website is www.hygain.org, and that will take you to where all of the tools, there's lots of free things, sheets, which we call wake-up sheets, there's audios, videos, all kinds of things on there. That will help you through this process. I do see we have a caller with a hand up, so let's first say Erica905. You are on the air. Erica905. Yes, Hello. hi, how are you? Yes. I'm great, how are you? I love I hearing good. your voice. <laughs> see? Thank you. <laughs> you just always so make me be a big smile when I hear your voice. Oh, well, thank you so much. What's going on for you today? Well, I've had a wonderful, glorious day. I've been out for a couple walks and just soaking up the beauty of the day and the trees and all the gifts they give us and enjoying my time with Rufus. And I've also been in touch with a couple people that um, I've, created a little community of support with and I'm right now trying to see if I can get a computer for one of them he he was back in the hospital and while he was his house was robbed and they stole his computer so I've been trying to make phone calls to different companies or places to see if they donate or have old computers that I could get for him because he doesn't have the money for a while and uh-huh. with epilepsy, even without, there's a very much of an isolation effect because people stay away from you and are only linked to the outside world is through computers. And it, that's one thing a lot of us have in common and go through as a very much of an isolation. So I'm trying that. Right. So it makes it makes me feel very good that I'm trying. I haven't been successful, but I'm going to keep trying for him. And I said, cool. once we get it done, we're going to have breakfast together. We'll do a video chat and do breakfast or lunch together. And um, the one girl I met that read your book, Mike, uh, she paints. And she showed me a painting of hers, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And she said she would love to do a painting for me and that she thinks it's just wonderful we met and that I am truly a friend of hers, which just makes my harm, my harm, (laughs) my heart glow inside. Um, I feel the same way. It's like that was meant to be. Um, And I can't wait. That's awesome. Like I've just had a wonderful day. And yesterday, I did have one encounter that set a trigger off that needs a worksheet. Right. And um, the trigger was, I I was telling you I'm t- getting off of my seizure medications. There was one medication they had me on. Um, I'm not sure what it was used for. Clozapam, it was called. And the manufacturers don't make it anymore. 
So they put me on lorazepam, like 0.5 milligrams right now till I wean off everything. So Dave mentioned to me when he came home from work, you know that, uh, that lorazepam's a narcotic? I said yes. I knew all about it from my first encounter of somebody that was abusing prescription medications and everything like that. But as soon as he said that, I took the stance like, don't take that away from me right away. I said, we talked about getting off the seizure medication, then we'll take those off or out of the picture first or second. But I did go on a defensive because I almost, well, I felt like I was being accused that I'm abusing narcotics. And that comes to an old memory of me when I got a phone call into my home. Do you realize there's an awful lot of narcotics coming into your house? So it goes back to my first marriage. So I put my first marriage on him. Right? Right, right. It sounds Sounds like like a gift. A gift. A gift in that it's showing you something that you're holding on to from your previous marriage that you need to clear out. So there's your forgiveness work. And that was the point that I was starting to make before I was interrupted here, that, that with this work, you walk through life with that commitment to function as love, And when something happens, it brings up something that's less than love. That's what you use as the cue to go inside and do your forgiveness work. Oh, gee, I have this memory from, you know, 20 years ago when there was all this trauma going on. Hmm, I think I'll move this trauma out of my body. And that's where the forgiveness process comes in. Right, and it did. It resonated like uh, what was going on back then, and I felt like I was being accused of being somebody that was abusing the medication and it also brought it back to when I said I wanted supervised visit and I had to have I guess a social worker I don't know come and see where I was living and spend time with me to see if I was a fit mother and I really resented that at that time so it brought up all those feelings to me that how dare somebody come in and accuse me or watch me to see if I'm a fit mother. Right. Right. When it's your former husband that's abusing narcotics. Right. And burning my child with cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty heavy duty time in your life, wasn't it? So it's, it's good to have that surface and, and to surface gently and to move through it. That's the game. Yeah. And, I took it out, on, like it, it came out on Dave, and Dave was just like, okay, fine, I'm not going to tell you what I was going to talk to you about. And I was like, please don't do that. Don't shut down on me. I'm, I'm sorry, please don't shut down. You know, well, yeah. so no, and notice, of- and notice, notice where your language is from your past around shutting down. And remember, as with the step in the worksheet where you identify the goal, you're always looking for the constructive result. When you say to somebody, don't shut down, it's the same way, and I was talking about resonance earlier when we opened the show. Notice if I say, don't think about the color of your car, your mind goes to the color of your car. If I say, don't think about a purple alligator comes into it because those files are now hooked up in the mind. When I say, don't shut down, 
I'm really communicating an instruction that says shut down. That's what resonates in people. And so what is it you really want from him in that situation? I would like him to carry on the conversation and what he wanted to share with me. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but notice how the mind, the, the unforgiven mind, you know, listen to yesterday's show when we talked about the unforgiving mind, the mind where forgiveness hasn't take, taken place stays focused on what it doesn't want, what it hasn't resolved, and therefore keeps creating more of it. And it's a whole retraining program when I'm inclined to say, well, don't shut down to stop and take a breath and go, oh, this is about communicating communication open. Hey, honey, I realize I had some hot energy about that. And what I'd like to do is keep communication because I want to hear from you. And I've still got some stuff to resolve. And, you know, there's where the commitment comes in. You know, you might uh, grab the commitment from the website and read it to him and invite him to read it to you. And, you know, that paragraph that says, if anything less than love comes up i'm going to hold us in my heart and listen as we each right. learn to speak experience and be responsible for our own realities and you know i'm here i'm really here for and with you keeping communication open and keeping love conscious active and present as we heal and celebrate life together and so as you start to use that as your your predominant language and your predominant thinking then the mind will start to automatically go to the constructive result that it really wants to create, and language will follow that. So it's all part right. of the process. Yeah, and I have been thinking about this worksheet all day, even though my day has been fantastic. But this was such a big revelation right. to me. I have been thinking about it. I haven't started my worksheet on it, and I'm going to. It's just like so many things come rushing in right now in my head. And, right. You know, like I, I know there's, like it obviously, like you said, it brought up an awful lot in the past that I didn't realize was still there. Right. And so, you know, having done an intensive, you know how to do the still point breath. So that's the place when all those things start rushing, to really connect, stay connected to love, and just let yourself breathe through those things. Let those things move and literally applying the breath burns off that energy from the past and puts a space for healing. So you're right on track yep. and I support you going ahead and doing that worksheet. Yeah. And I was doing that on my walks, like trying to do the breathing again, like talking right. to the trees, my mind and breathing and taking in the love from the trees and the gifts they give us naturally and how gentle and loving and what they do for us willingly right yes and yep. everything and just holding that love you know so when my mind started to get cluttered and um but yes i got to do that worksheet it's a major one i probably have to do more than one on that subject i think i suspect so i suspect so and you know when you think about that those trees and what they give so willingly you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, and he says, you know, he, he gives them the example of, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The rain doesn't withdraw because, oh, you did something wrong. You did something bad. The rain is there. And, and he's using that as a way to instruct us to keep love present within ourselves and let it fall on anyone in our space, no matter what they're doing. Because when we do that, healing is going to happen. 
where we withdraw that love, where we go into our stuff, you know, that which needs to be forgiven and withdraw that love, that's when trauma starts to show up in relationships. And so you're right on track of tuning into that energy and letting yourself be with it. That's fabulous. Okay. And one question regarding that worksheet. Now, would I say this subject is first marriage or would I do it days? Like that's you know, one thing I, I'm kind of... Yeah. Remember, again, in order for the mind to produce, you know, recognizing that our mind produces this whole world that we see. The world does right. not exist the way we look out there and see it. Our mind produces right. those pictures. And so just like in, you know, I know you've got some history in the computer world. In order for a computer to do a certain piece of work, you know, maybe a million different files get pulled into play and, you know, a thousand different lines of code run in order to produce this one simple operation. And so you right. could do many worksheets around any issue that you face. So in this particular case, you could do a worksheet on sitting at the table with your husband today with Dave when he said that would be one worksheet to do around that issue. Another one might be, and it's interesting, your former husband's name is Dave, would be to do a worksheet where he's the object of attention. And, you know, it might look like Dave and uh, here he was doing drugs and I didn't know it. He became addicted and he's doing drugs and I wanted him to help me to create a loving family. So it might be, you know, collapsing the goal, canceling the goal for him to help you to create a loving family. You might do a worksheet on where narcotics are the object of attention. So narcotics are number one uh, C. And what's the goal? Gee, I want to live a life that's clean and free of drugs. So I'd cancel my need to live a life that's clean. Each of those would produce a different result. And it might go back to, you know, being two or three years of age and watching somebody, you know, who was maybe drinking and wanting them to really be there for you and be loving. And here they are in, you know, in alcohol or what, you know, it can lead anywhere. And, and always the answer is all of the above. So when they, when they said to Yeshua, you know, how many worksheets do I have to do around this issue? They, you know, Peter actually says to him is seven times forgiveness enough. And in that situation, Yeshua says, no, he says 77 times 70. He's saying you'll do an infinite amount of forgiveness until you're finished with that issue. And so everywhere that your mind can go around that issue, what what could it possibly conceive of? If there's discomfort in it, then look for the goal that drives the discomfort. You know, it's always the goal that drives the hidden part of the mind and that's why it's so powerful. When you cancel the goal, you get to collapse into and heal the hidden part of the mind. And that's the whole idea. Yeah, because exactly that. It wasn't Dave that did anything. It's what was in my file in the back, hidden, that got pulled yeah. up. He was the trigger. And I put that. He was the trigger. It was the trigger. Yeah. And that's and, okay. And, and the thing that takes you into the pain part of your mind is the goal. And again, that's why the goal is so important. The step, you know, the core of the forgiveness process. In Aramaic, the word forgive is shebag. It means to cancel. The core of the forgiveness process is to cancel the driver, and that's what collapses the whole perceptual uh, system 
and gives you access to the underlying energy that most people spend their whole lives trying to stay away from and never look at. You know, that's why he became addicted to drugs. There were things he didn't want to look at and deal with. That's what drives addiction. Right. Right. Well, well I you're right on track your heart. It's awesome. Well, I'm trying. I, I'm. How can I say? Dedicating my days as much as I can to your worksheets and your tapes, and I find the day just flies right by, and it's like, oh my God, it's gone. And you know, and it's been a fantastic day, but it's like I'm not getting through as fast as I want to. Um, it just seems to be like, oh geez. There's still so much more, and I want to keep going, right? That's right on me. track. And that might and be uh, the space to cancel your need to get through it fast, too. That's another goal yeah. that can, can surface trauma. Yeah, because it's just a, such a good feeling, and that's why I asked you which order should I do your tapes in. And that, right. Um because I wanted to make sure it made sense and it was worthwhile for me to follow it. And I'm trying to get everything meshed up here and working to the fullest for me to keep moving forward. And I've also shared your radio show, or not your radio show, your website, and mentioned your radio show to the people that I stay in contact with. And um, hopefully, you know, everything goes a little bit further. And right now, I'd like to help this gentleman with his computer. So I'm trying to figure out ways of, you know, getting in contact with different places or things. And um, so I'm keeping my days full. And I'm doing some doggy training with this. And like I said, I'm just enjoying it. It's just beautiful. I'm well, the world. I honor you. I honor I you for your willingness mm-hmm. and the integrity of your process. You're doing awesomely well. I was just talking with Julie, and she is so excited at how you're moving forward. Oh, great. And I was also sending to um, my friend Julie that read your book. She's got two sickies right. at home. So I told her. I'm going to send some positive energy up your way so you can get rid of the sickies, you know, so you can breathe in and you suck up the sickness and blow it out and you're getting rid of the sickness for you, you know. There you go. So Awesome. Um, I, I just love her. Um, she, she's a, she was meant to be in my life too. And um, I think it was Julie that said to me on one of our sessions, you know, you're, everything's meant to be. The lady up the Yay. street that had the same surgery as me, and I talk to her, we stay in touch, everything. It's like cool. our paths cross, and I've got that support because, like I said, with epilepsy, isolation is a huge, huge thing that we carry. For people sure. Are afraid well, it brings out fear for people. You know, the the fear, the hopelessness, and the helplessness that comes up with people when something like an epileptic seizure happens that they don't understand and they don't know what to do with, it brings up inadequacy for people, all kinds of things. And so people tend to run away. 
Yeah, it's not about the epileptic; it's about themselves. Yeah, yeah. So having a community that we can support each other and be there, and we're geographically spread out, and thanks God for technology. You know, so it's a wonderful gift that we have in technology. That's where it comes through as a tool that's really useful. And uh, I am. I am so glad that uh, I'm on track, that you you can see that I'm on track, and I'm trying to stay focused and on track. And um, like I said, yesterday was a big issue that came up for me and trying to get my mind around it. Cool. Well, uh, sounds like you are on track, and we hold the space. And, you know, that issue of isolation, it's interesting. I was reading a a story recently, and Richard Gere, uh, the actor, you know, I mean, probably one of the most famous faces on the planet, uh, was doing a movie on homelessness. And he's in the – I forget whether it was New York or where it was, but he's on the streets, and he's sitting at the side of the street. And here's Richard Gere that normally people be storming him for autographs and everything else, and he's sitting on the side of the street homeless and people won't even look at him and right. they, they have no idea who it is you know it's Richard Gere and and he he was experience he was sharing in this article that he was experiencing this isolation like people won't even look at me and all I've done is put on you know a homeless person's clothes so it's, right. it, it, it's a, an issue to become conscious of and how we tend to avoid the gaze and the interaction with people who are different from us in some way and it's a place to really step in with choice and do something different to really function as human beings to look at each other to connect with each other and to cherish each other is such a powerful gift to give people it is it it truly is yeah it truly is and the one thing i can say i didn't know anything about epilepsy until i had it i had my eyes opened like so many people with so many different things out there. And it's something where I'd like the world to talk about it. March 26th is Worldwide Epilepsy Day. And just to wear something purple in in recognition of supporting people with epilepsy, you know, or get in touch with your local foundation. But it's just, again, to recognize and su- support it, and it all started from a little girl in down east in Canada that she started this. She had epilepsy right. when she was very young, and it became public, and she kept pushing it, and it became a bill and passed a holiday. But anyways, a, a globally, it's done. And I've got from this website a T-shirt, and a, it's got, you know, a little... Um, you know, um, I thought I thought I saw a putty tat, the bird, Tweety Bird. Right, it's Tweety Bird. Tweety yeah. Bird on there, and Tweety Bird's looking tough, and he's like epilepsy missed with the wrong check, <laughs> and then a baseball cap yeah. with the same thing with the little uh, Tweety Bird looking tough, and saying epilepsy right. r- messed with the wrong check. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. As I always said, I'm going to be you. Have a blessed day. Say again. Yes, I will, and thank you. I'm sorry I've kind of gone off on the tooth here with your radio show. 
that's okay. It's a good it's a good issue to bring awareness to that uh you know, that we really do start to connect with each other. You look at the political process that's happening and uh it's that disconnection that allows all that insanity. There was a, a, a neat um post I did, I'd found someone had posted a, a saying from Mother Teresa that said, We hurt each other because we don't know each other. And it's time right. for us to step into that space of really connecting with and cherishing and knowing each other. It'll change the whole game on the planet. Yeah, and one thing real quick. When I was on my walk, I was looking up at the sky and the clouds and thinking of all the people I met and my family from Pekinee and all the people in the epilepsy wards and everything else. I always told them I'd take them for a walk with me, and I do. And i just like to share that if anybody's listening. Cool. Cool. All right, sweetie, you have a blessed day. You too. Love you. Okay, lots of love. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Healing. Yay. Go ahead, sweetie. Another caller. Go for it. Okay, area code 775. You're on the air. Oh, that's 775, give us a name. Where are you calling from? No, I'm calling from Pahrump, but I had a bad connection. That's all. Never mind. It's fine now. I'm just listening. Oh, you're Thank good. You. You're clear now. <laughs> all right. Thanks. I have nothing to say. So how can we say. support you? What's... My, second, my second time on the show, so I'm just listening. Thank you. Okay. Blessings. Glad you're listening. Okay. I imagine things are hot out there in Pahrump right now. Oh, Barry, it is. Yep. So go ahead, continue. While we hold the space, you keep cool. All righty, blessings. So our call-in number is 646-200-4169. If you've got a question or comment for us, if you're on the the show already in the phone queue, if you just push one, that will raise a little hand, and through the magic of technology, Jeannie will see your hand go up on her computer screen, and she'll know you want to speak. Oh, go for it. Go for it, Jeannie. Also, 775, you're on the air. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Harry from Perum. Hi, Harry. Welcome. Yeah, I just wanted to check in. I haven't called in for about a year, and that was after my son's suicide, um, after his wife passed away from her uh, liver disease. I just wanted to report and say I'm doing the work, and there's it's been a roller coaster ride this last year. Um, I breathe with you. That's a lot to deal with. That's That's got to be so difficult. Thank so you. I'm, I'm, I, def- I definitely just breathe with you, Kevin, and hold the space. And there was, um, you know, stuff with the, with the concussion. Um, my son did have a uh, concussion before, and that that's came up. Somebody, you know, reminded me of that. And um, I just wanted to, you know, let you know how I'm doing. Um, I am hanging in there. You know, you talked about um, the addiction. I had over a 10-year addiction on uh, pain killers and opioids and all that and I just want to let you know that um, 
I stopped it back in October. So I haven't had one painkiller since October. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, Dr. Androcki was pretty happy about that, too, that I just got tired of being sick and tired and um, the withdrawals and counting pills and doing all that. Um, I understand. But I, I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm doing all right, and you know, I, I do have some dark days, um, but I just wait for the next day, and I'm thankful that I'm able to see you know, some of the places that I've been avoiding in my mind and uh, feelings that I haven't, didn't want to deal with and, and before. But I, I want to say I have a lot of guilt that I was abusing a, a lot of drugs when my son was alive. Yeah, Brian. I did love him, but I was like the absent parent. I was here, and I thought that I was better than my dad because my dad was never around. But... Right. You know, I have a lot of guilt about that. Um, you know, I wasn't there for him because it was a lot of days that I was just sleeping and just like out of it. Right. So you found a different way to not be there, but the power person dynamic still ruled your behavior. Yes. Yeah. And and so I acknowledge you for. Number one, the the strength and the fortitude, and certainly Dr. Androcki is awesome support for moving out of those addictive drugs, the opioids especially. And but I acknowledge you for your courage to do that, and then to start to face the things that, you know, the reason people use drugs is to stop from feeling and not have to deal with that. So here you are coming out of it, and probably uh, your your guilt is probably somewhat genetic. Probably Dad had a lot of that same energy. From the sound of it, and I really support you and encourage you in just peeling off those layers of guilt. There's a wonderful principle that's expressed in A Course in Miracles that says, when you are healed, you are never healed alone. Literally on an energetic level, what you're facing opens a space for every drug-addicted person on the planet to start to be able to have the courage to look and to forgive and to move through those things. So it's powerful that you're an early adopter stepping in and doing that work and facing those things that, you know, who knows how many generations that energy has been going on in your bloodline and there hasn't been anybody with the awareness or the tools to face it. And you've stepped out to do that. And that's an awesome gift to give your family system, your bloodline and the whole culture. So thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was taking so many pills and stuff that I didn't realize, you know, my wife, she would check on me in the middle of the night, and she was always so worried that I would just stop breathing and not wake up. And I didn't realize that when I was taking those pills that, you know, I was just thinking about myself, and I, I, I feel a lot of guilt for that as well. Well, it sounds like your uh, 77 times 70 worksheet issue is going to be guilt. And so, you know, worksheets where the goal, the object of attention is yourself, and the goal is to have been there for your son, to have understood your wife's dilemma, you know, they'd be the kind of goals you'd want to be canceling and collapsing the, the, to, into the root of that guilt to get to the core of it and let it go so that you can live a life that's free from guilt, and you can. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael, that's one thing that's kind of hard for me right now because it's it's kind of hard for me to picture in my mind that my life can get better after something that 
something so tragic has happened. And I find myself even just wailing sometimes, you know, in sorrow that my son was such a good person, but he did something so awful as take his own life. And it's hard for me to get past that to think that my life could be actually better than, you know, before when he was here. I hear you, and, you know, let's think about, let's use a a, a metaphor to understand why you can move through that. Today is a stormy day. It's like one of the worst thunderstorms, lightning there is. It's almost totally dark sky. Obviously, the sun must be dead. It must be gone, because look how dark the earth is, and it's the middle of the day. But we know that it's the clouds that are covering the sun. The sun's still there. And what we go through, and, you know, the mind always tries to trick us into believing that what it holds is the truth. And that is it's darkness or it's pain. And so to recognize that fortunately on an energetic level, when those things have happened, they cannot touch the being that you are, no matter how dark they are, the truth of who you are remains untouched. And just like if on a a deep, stormy, dark day, you could reach up and part the clouds and in would flow the sun, in the same way what forgiveness does is it parts the darkness in the mind and allows the active presence of love to flow into your structure. And that's what creates the healing process, is when that active presence of love flows into you. It's still there, full, alive, 1,000%. Has never changed, never will change. And so when you remember that, however dark the clouds get, behind it I know is the sun and I can peel that away and I can come back to full aliveness again, here and now. And, And when I realize that, my mind may say, well, but I don't deserve that. I should have been better. So that's where I do the worksheet of, ah, I don't deserve it, and I should have been better. Now I cancel my goal to have been better. And when I cancel that, I drop into the next layer of guilt and the next layer of shame and the next layer of self-blame, and I peel that layer off. And as I do that, I open the energy window for all the generations in my bloodline that felt guilt and shame and blame for what they'd done. And I promise you, you weren't the first in the bloodline to be carrying this kind of guilt. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that you have the courage to open the space and free yourself of it. You know, I remember working with a, a woman who was at Heartland back about mm, maybe 15 years ago now. Mm, yeah, probably 13 years ago. She had been from a Mormon family where they believed in multiple marriages. She had several mothers and each mother had 12, 13, 14, 15 kids. And her father was extremely abusive. Like some of the stories she told me, what she, her father did, I mean, unbelievable. And the first night of um, when we were getting ready to do mind shifters and still point breathing in the intensive she got a mind shifter about her father and was writing it. And what happened was that her father actually took her hand over and wrote 
that and begging her for forgiveness, his idea of forgiveness, he'd been dead for about 20 years, and he said that he was earthbound, that because she had so much hatred for him, he was stuck in that field of hatred and couldn't get free to go to the light. That's what he shared with her. And she was able to understand and to let go of that. And, you know, to recognize that we're energetic beings and we're eternal energetic beings. And as you let go of that darkness, you open the space for your son, whatever darkness he was in, to be able to go to the light. You open the space for those in your bloodline who perhaps are still hanging around, locked in by the dark clouds. You open the energy space for that to to open and to move beyond that. And that is just an awesome gift to give the world, to have that much courage to do that, especially after spending all those years in opioid addiction, covering that up. To open and free yourself of that is a monumental piece of work. And so just know that we're here to hold the space and to, to empower you to clear away all those clouds. And the clouds aren't just from your life. They are clouds that have come from your genetics, from your previous generations. And as you clear it out, you open the energy window for all of those people to heal and for your future generations to be freed of that dynamic. Powerful gift to give. Well, I just want to thank you, Michael, and thank everybody out there for the support that they've given me uh, this past year. And there's been so many, so much good advice that's uh, come across the airwaves. Um, you know, I've had a lot of. Sp- I've had a couple of spinal surgeries, and um, you know, understanding about Doctor Sarno's work that that helped me a lot. Um, right. And, and also, there was a caller a few months ago, Julia. I think she was from Florida, and her she was saying her uh, stepfather was in the Navy, and that's my situation as well. I was, and I have a stepdaughter, and the way her father used to tell her stuff, um, not really explain, just, you know, do it. You know, yours is not to question why yours is just to do or die. That kind of, you know, brainwashing right. that, yeah. that yeah. I've had. And I, I put that on my stepdaughter as well. And, and that really resonated a lot. And I, I did get a lot of healing through that call and, and hearing other people. Um, Fabulous. But I just, I just want to thank you for sharing the work. Well, I appreciate you sharing, you know, in the same way that her sharing opened a space for you. And that's, to me, that's one of the ideas of the shows and the beauty of this technology. We don't know how many people are touched every day. We have no way of tracking it, but that, that are touched by each person's process and story. I had someone, you know, Michelle's called in a couple of times. I had someone who called me the other day. It's like she got so much out of Michelle sharing. And there'll be people who'll be doing the same with you right now. So, you know, it's a community effort. I love how the uh, the true translation of the words that the Greeks translated out of the ancient scriptures, they said the kingdom of heaven in Aramaic, it's the community of love, and that's exactly what we're working on developing is an actual community that's based in this awesome presence of human life where we get to hold that space for each other. And so you're, you're right on track. And, you know, it sounds like you might be ready for uh, a whole new level and a whole new layer, and if the space is there for you to do it, you might want to look at the intensives coming up this summer and join us at Heartland for uh, doing a, a really deepened process and that 
the environment that's created there creates such a boost in energy, it's unfathomable the depth of work that happens when you actually key into an intensive. So if that's something that happens to fit, you might want to look at that as well. I will. All right. Well, blessings. We keep holding this space, and we love to hear from you. Please keep in touch more often than once a year. Will do. All right, sir. Blessings. Bless Take care. Bye-bye. Give 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 Doc Androcki a hug for us. We haven't seen him in a while. Will do. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, six four six two hundred four one six nine. We've got about ten minutes left. So Jeannie, do we have anything happening yes. in the chat room to be aware of, or anybody in the phone queue with a hand up? We have two more hands up. The first one's area Great. code two. Area code two zero seven. You're on the air. Hey, Michael. Hey there, young man. How do you be? Sounds like you got a lair up for you. I do. You know what's happening, my friend? Well, I don't know. I feel like that I'm starting to reach a level. You know, I know this is well, this is Wednesday, right? Say again. Is this Wednesday? No, Tuesday. Oh, this is Tuesday. Okay. I feel like yep. that um, I don't know where I'm at. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. And I'm on that middle road that I'm catching myself wanting to isolate some people. And I'm not sure that's good, bad. I don't know if it's indifferent. I don't know. It's like well, it sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like you're right in the depth of process. And the thing to do when you're in the, you recognize yourself in the depth of process is instead of trying to figure it out, take care of yourself and keep putting one foot in front of the other and do the work. And then in three days, she'll be calling me back on top of the world. And look, I got the next layer cleared out right on track. And, you know, you've just got to give yourself the space to clear those layers out. You know, it's kind of like a metaphor is, I'm, I leave the house dirty. When, you know, when stuff accumulates, I sweep it under the rug and everything looks okay, but, you know, it smells a little bit. There are cockroaches and mice and all of that. And if I decide I'm going to clean, there's going to be such a mess for a while. You know, the dust is going to fly, the dirt, and it's going to be in the air. And, boy, what a pile of work. But, you know, if I take care of it and I keep doing my work, it's work. Dr. Feel Good, you know, light a candle, sit in a bathtub of warm water, put a little bit of Epsom salts in it, breathe, and just take care of yourself. That's the thing to do, as opposed to trying to exercise the intellect and figure it out. Be with your process and just let yourself go through it. And you'll come out the other side. And, you know, one of the, one of the tricks of the mind, you know, whatever is firing or vibrating in the mind at any given moment, The mind convinces us this is it, this is real, this is all that will ever be. And when it's joy, the mind says, oh, that old pain, that doesn't mean anything to me. And when it's pain, it's like, well, that joy will never happen again. And just let yourself breathe and take care of yourself and you'll climb up the other side back into full-blown being and there'll be another layer of garbage peeled out of your field and you'll be free on another level. That's the process. Okay, I'm trying to get rid. I'm trying to get rid of the goal to always want to be happy. 
I think that's what's bringing right. me back to the center. Because I don't want, because when I when 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 I, when I don't feel like I'm happy, I feel like I'm going to the sad side, and I don't want to go to the sad or depressed side. I want to stay in the middle. I'm trying to get rid of the goal of everybody around me being happy, and that's difficult to let go of. That's a thought, and you could hang out with that, or you could just let it go, and you know, to allow yourself to be. In that sadness, when you allow yourself to get in touch with it fully, it's going to want to drag you down. When you get in touch with it fully, if you breathe and just remember the connectedness to your source, it will burn that off that much faster. Okay. And as you burn it off, you know, again, the mind tries to convince us, well, this vibration is is what's real. This is it. This is my life forever. No, it's not. Your true nature is joy and aliveness, and some of the clouds are moving. The sun is behind the clouds. The truth of your being will come back in charge of your physiology, and you're in a temporary process where the mind is peeling off another layer of what needs to peel off. It's never Dr. Feelgood when that happens, but it's always an awesome gift. Okay, thank you. So I breathe with you, and I hold the space, and I'm delighted for you that that layer is up. Prize me with the level of vitality you've had the last couple of times I've talked to you. It's like, well, you're getting ready to peel another layer. That's fabulous. And, of course, when you're at Heartland, you'll get a whole other level of support because the food program and all of that is just about taking you to that next level. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right, sir. Be blessed. This is actually this is actually feeling very mild to the ones I've been through before. I understand. I mean, this is, it actually feels good. I just think I needed to hear you tell me what was going on. Thank you. Hmm. Well, we're here to hold the space, my friend. You always do. Hey, and we'll look forward to seeing you in just a few days. Yes, sir. All right, sir. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. So we've got about five minutes left, Jeannie, and you've got another caller? And it's area code okay, let's say 540. Hello. 540, you're on the air. Uh, hello, this is Thunder. Well, hey there, young man. Welcome. Good to hear your well, voice. It's good to hear you. I uh, have enjoyed the show so far. I called mainly to let you know that I was listening, that I you know, was following the prompt. Um. Nice. My, Glad to hear from my heart, you. My heart's full of joy right now, uh, and and sadness too. I noticed it just at the same time. I've heard that, you know the people that have come before me, uh, and all I all I feel right now is just love and support for them. And I've got all Yay. my own process stuff to do today, and I don't exactly know how to get much of anything done, but somehow or another I will get through it, <clears throat> and. Um, I just um, I want to share my my love and holding the space for the people to call it in today, um, and um, we're all we're all walking in this thing called life together. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we're fairly short to the end of your show, so you know what? I'll call back another time. And you know, You'll sometimes to- yeah, sometimes when um, we're in the middle of our muddle, one of the best things we can do. Because trying to figure it out in our own mind and our own energy field is impossible. 
one of the best things we can do is what you've just done is reach out and offer that support to somebody else. You know, look for somebody who's got a problem and help them help them heal, help them move through it. And by doing so, you'll touch resources in yourself that you may never otherwise find for yourself because of your own self-deprecation. And that's part of what will heal that self-deprecation and bring forward the worthiness for which we all, you know, the worthiness that we all deserve. Well, my mission today is to... Um, continue focusing to source and letting my intention align with uh, God's intention. That's my mission today. Well, I join you in that, my friend. That's fabulous. Blessings to everybody out there. All right, sir. Take care. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right. So we're down to the last couple of minutes. Yes, sweetie. With the last couple minutes, tell people where we're going to be uh, tomorrow. Oh, yes. It's tomorrow already, isn't it? My goodness. Tomorrow night, we're in St. Louis at Unity of uh, on Skinker Boulevard, 630 to 930. We'll be doing Why Is This Happening to Me Again, a free open workshop. So, everybody, if you're in St. Louis, come and join us. Come and connect. If you've never been to one of our workshops before, we'd love to meet you, get face-to-face, have you introduce yourself, uh, 6.30 to 9.30 tomorrow night. Unity on Skinker. And Jeannie has uh, a ladies' workshop. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's just about full, isn't it, Jeannie? Your well, Women Healing Women workshop coming up in September? We have room for nine residential and 18 total. There will be some people that are commuting. And so if everybody that says they're coming, then our nine women, so if you're considering it, it's going to be first come, first serve at this point. So put your deposit down to hold your space. And like I said, we've got space for nine to stay residential, nine people to commute. So that's a total of 18 and so, yes, it's um, it's already about halfway full. We don't have deposits down yet, so the deposits is going to determine who gets the spots. So it's going to be an awesome time. I'm excited about it. It's uh, in Michigan at Michelle Pache's house at 5 p.m., and it ends on Sunday at 1. Awesome. Well, our time's up, so we'll say have the best year yet of your eternal life, everybody. Much appreciation. Share the show with somebody. Blessings. I choose to live more consciously, evolving continuously. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.